0: Live from the heart of Los Angeles, this is the online edition of the Life Changes Show. Look at
1: bright lights.
0: Look at With tonight's eyes. guests, we'll we'll co-founders of We Heal, Drs. Alona Polde Look and Matthew Leader. And it performance guest the David sky. Davis. I am Mark Leisure, and now our host, the MC, the Master of Change, Filippo Voltaggio.
2: Well, I'm excited about today's show. Decidedly, these are conversations that we've been having every week lately, seemingly more and and more important. In that uh, nowadays, we need uh, more, uh, more better. <laughs> and now I'm quoting a song actually that we're going to hear a little later, but we, we need better ways of, of doing life. Actually, uh, some bringing back some of the old ways, maybe, uh, that, that we've learned, uh, would be helpful now, uh, bringing in some new ways and, and it's interesting that, uh, I, I got to share with our, uh, We have two doctors on the show actually uh, and I got to share with one of them. Uh, Actually, I was actually really excited. We were going to have two doctors at the same time. And I literally thought, what are the chances? Because once a doctor, always a doctor, they're on call no matter what. And sure enough, one of the doctors won't be able to join us. But uh, thankfully, one of the doctors also had something but is made it work. So it's a miracle. And, and speaking of, of miracles, so much of, uh, what medicine can be, uh, it it hasn't, hasn't been, hasn't been brought into, uh, medicine actually into healing. And so the, Dr. Liederman and I were talking a little bit about that and I was sharing an experience and he started to share an experience. And then I I saw in his book, uh, in their book, uh, Wellness to Wonderful, uh, an example of that. And I thought, I'm just gonna read it. And it's right out of Dr. Matthew Liederman's life. This is his his story. He says, I was personally impacted by this healing paradigm. He said, I I experienced nine months of intense, unrelenting lower back pain and sciatica that started after a particularly challenging turn of events in my life. That's significant. Despite following a nearly perfect diet, exercise and sleep routine. My chronic pain was so bad that I was considering surgery, although surgery had never been shown to effectively treat lower back pain. Unfortunately, people, including himself, myself, are are willing to do nearly anything like pursue surgery that has no data supporting it when desperate. And so, This this experience promoted a deeper exploration for a much more comprehensive approach to healing out of which came the nine pillars of the essence of We Heal, which we're going to be talking about today. So what a perfect, uh, experience, uh, sorry, he had to go through that, but for him to benefit his family, his patients, and all of us who are willing to listen and learn. Wow, sounds like uh, tonight's show is going to help us get a little more better in many ways. Oh, <laughs> you'll all get the joke when we have our performance <laughs> guests come on later. It's not a joke, actually. It's a fascinating, wonderful thing and a great song. Uh, but uh, I love the fact that it keeps coming up. Yeah, well, that's uh, it's it's par, uh, par for the course tonight, and I'm super excited to have
0: all three of these guests on. I think it's going to be a powerful conversation, and it's certainly going to be a really powerful musical performance.
2: Yes, indeed. And actually, so it is actually going to be two. And so we were going to have uh, Dr. Alona. Uh, uh, hold on. All hold on. Night. Yeah, pull day uh, on the show. Uh, but it's going to be uh, Dr. Uh, Matthew Lederman. So both of them are New York Times best selling authors of fork over knives. They are visionary physicians behind the film fork over knives, I should say multi award winning film, and they are co founders and, uh, uh, and, and, uh, our guest, uh, Dr. Matthew Litterman is also the chief medical officer of we heal. So we welcome Dr. Uh, Matthew Lederman to the life changes show. Welcome.
3: Hey, thank you for having me. It's great to be here
2: i glad you could make it happen and uh so i i quoted what i it's it's like a perfect lead-in for why we're even having this conversation and what we need more or differently in in our healing processes today right
3: right right it's it needs to be more comprehensive we need to include not just diet not just lifestyle you know exercise and and I mean not just medications and procedures but also what we talk about is connection medicine and and how we interact with each other how we help our nervous system um, essentially feel safe in the world both internally and externally it's uh really fascinating the science that's supporting that now and the, the pro-inflammatory effects of of uh, disconnection and the harm that that does to us so there's a lot of pieces to pull together to really optimize your health
2: so. Just briefly, I'd like for you to share with us, because a lot of us came to know both of you and your work through Fork Over Knives. And so if you could share a little bit about what that was about. But also, I have to say that going over your book, I was really surprised that the very first, I, I mean, it's very poignant in the introduction, why diet isn't the whole picture, because the book and the film are so much about diets, so please share a little bit about that for us.
3: Yeah, so nutrition is super important. What you put into your body three times a day or more affects so much of how you function, how you feel, how your how the cells work. Um, but there's more to it, so that's the that's what we wanted to hit home: is that diets is so important, and there's and it's actually pretty relatively simple what you have to. Eat what you have to eat to be healthy. The hard part is actually eating that food and what prevents people from eating that food. And that's where it starts to branch out into a little bit more complexity, how to help people overcome that. So Forks Over Knives is really focused on the science behind what food should we be eating. And then we're taking it, we're expanding it to say, okay, we know what food we should be eating. How can we get people to eat it? And what else is there besides food, if anything, that we should be focusing on?
2: so it's almost like you got our attention when and in a very important way and then we can look at that and now that we're looking at that let's also look at so what are the things in in your opinion and both of yours uh that you feel are missing or maybe not necessarily missing also could be could be added that could be helpful
3: yes so we break it down into nine pillars and the first pillar is Self and the pillars all are inner sort of interwoven. They affect each other. Uh tending to one supports another. But there are areas where you can put your attention to sort of check in and say, hey, how how are we doing in this area? So self is connection to yourself, knowing what's going on inside of your heart. And you know, everything from your thoughts to how you how you know how you think, how you talk to yourself, knowing what you're feeling, knowing what you're needing. And that's actually hard for people to understand, it's hard for people to really grasp that when I get into the meat around, what do I mean by needs? Meaning, um, you know, you don't need a burger, but you need food, right? You don't need um, an alarm system or a gun, let's say, but you do need safety and security. Now, the things that I talked to you about, alarm system or gun or food, you know, burgers, those are strategies to meet needs. And a lot of people are sort of focused at the strategy level, and what we do is we teach people how to get to that needs-based level, that needs-based consciousness. Anyway, that's that's about self because when you're not connected to your needs, you feel anxious, depressed, uh, and all sorts of uncomfortable feelings. Like you know how hey, you got needs that aren't being met, and worse, you're not aware of what they are half the time.
2: Uh, doctor, before you go on, actually, I, and I definitely want to talk about more of the pillars, but right on that one alone, do you? not get a lot of pushback for people saying I I, I've got a tumor what does that have to do with how I talk to myself or that's exactly
3: yes so that's really interesting there's lots of data now that's available showing that our immune system is really intertwined with our nervous system and our endocrine system they're all sort of work together and we like to break it down and say oh I have this problem and it's this system and that's, that has nothing to do with the other one. Well, actually, that couldn't be further from the truth. So our natural cancer fighters, we all have cancers, as I tell people. You all have cancer. And we have these cancer cells that we're trying to neutralize and eliminate. And our natural cancer fighter is our immune system. And what you want to do is you want to decrease your toxic burden, right? So whether it's environmental contaminants, uh, you know, we, a lot of people are aware of what they eat and how that promotes cancer. Um, what's in their environment. And that can increase the chances of cell mutations and other problems that will sort of increase our toxic burden, I'll call it. And then there's sort of what can we do to lower that? And then what can we do to strengthen our natural cancer fighter, our immune system? So those are the two pieces, decrease our toxic burden, increase the strength and effectiveness of our immune system. When our immune system um, and our nervous system are sort of talking to each other. And when our body is in a state of threat, meaning we think there's a threat to our survival, and that's essentially what our body's doing all day long is trying to assess, are we safe or are we in a threat state? And if we're safe, we can do things that are important for homeostasis, you know, growth, reproduction, rest and digest. And when we're in that threat state, we're ready to fight, or flee, you know, run away or freeze, right? And mm-hmm. what's supposed to happen is you're supposed to fight for a little bit and then go back into safety so your body can function normally. When your body is in that fight th- ready for a threat, you increase inflammation, you increase pro-inflammatory cytokines in the, you know the cellular level, you increase adrenaline and cortisol, you shift the blood flow in the body in all sorts of ways that are great to fight but are not great for the all the, you know, shunts blood away from your, the viscera and your abdomen and your heart in certain ways and puts it out to the extremities, changes blood flow in your brain. So you can be reactive, but it makes it very hard to talk and socialize and connect, right? So you can be reactive to fight the threat. All of that is happening when you are in this pro-inflammatory, high alert threat state. So what's interesting though is that that can be triggered, that high alert state can be triggered by a virus invading your cells. So your body's looking and saying, oh, these cells are being attacked by virus. Let's go into you know, neutralizing that threat. You can also increase inflammation by putting toxins in your body, whether that's poison or whether that's almost what I call quote unquote poisonous food. So you can put all sorts of junk food that your body says, I don't know what the heck this is. It's got to be toxic. And you increase inflammation to fight that. Now, what's really interesting is that you can have the same pro inflammatory responses to emotional, spiritual, and psychological threat. So, if I think that my needs are not going to be met, it could be safety, it could be my need for food, whether it's in the moment or I'm worried about it happening in the future, I'm going to go into a threat physiolog- physiological state, which is pro inflammatory. But you know, it make which is makes our body not effective at fighting cancer and makes our body not effective at um, doing all the things that I told you about before, rest, digest, reproduce, and sort of those you know functions of daily living that we want, whether it's our gut working properly, breathing calmly, sleeping, being able to fall asleep. You can't fall asleep if you're in a threat state, right? So these does that make sense how it all comes together and whether wow. we are facing a physical threat, meaning a virus or a tiger, or we're facing an emotional, spiritual, or mental threat, our body has the exact same sort of chemical response in our blood system, has the same shifts in blood flow, has the same shifts in going from anti-inflammatory to pro-inflammatory.
2: Wow, wow. So uh, interesting, so that is a pillar indeed uh does that does that make
3: sense though why if you don't connect to your needs and you don't know what they are they're not going to be met and your body's going to say there's something dangerous going on I got all these needs that aren't being met Uh,
2: absolutely and and the fact that we don't think of healing in this way in general and we don't make this connection this is this is like major paradigm shift conversation
3: yeah this is so important and people still to this day Think of that as fluff. Like, what are you talking about? Get to know yourself. Well, that's, that's, you know, uh, that's not real hard science. Well, actually, there's a lot of hard science that supports that. And that connection affects the physical health, affects things like diabetes, um, lung uh, lung volume, pain and fibromyalgia, you know, all, all sorts of different areas. They've measured longevity, microbiome, certain cancer cell, you know, cancer types. So it really isn't fluff, but it's hard for people to really wrap their head around it still.
2: So obviously, you go into depth in the book, Wellness to Wonderful, but could you mention at least a couple more of the pillars?
3: Yeah, so there's the internal world. So you got to regulate the self, get the nervous system out of fight or flight into safety mode and connect to what you're feeling and needing. And then to support yourself now, the next step would be resourcing the body through the next four pillars sleep nutrition activity and play and when you resource your internal world your yourself things that you can do on your own the next four pillars are about connection so you want to connect to next pillar is family and friends work spirituality and the natural world and if you can connect if you regulate your body get out of fight or flight mode resource it with enough sleep, nutrition, activity, and play. And then you learn how to connect to your family and friends, your work, meaning your meaning and purpose in life, spirituality, something bigger than yourself, and natural world, all of life on this planet. Life becomes wonderful. And you start, you're, you become healthy, and you've become, you become get to the state of more inner peace and satisfaction and joy in your life. And that's what we're trying to help people achieve, and that's how we define Health is being in that state of life is wonderful.
2: Wow. It seems like it's a long road to wonderful.
3: Well, you know, it's interesting. A lot of people think there's a destination of wonderful and it's a long road to get there. But to me, that's like saying everything's going to be great when the kids are 18 and off to college. And to me, I look at the nine pillars as mm. nine nine beautiful children. And wonderful is the whole time I'm taking care of them. Mm. There's ups and downs. But if I'm connected to them, it's not about being happy all the time. It's about connecting to your feelings and deeds. It's about supporting them and tending to them. And different pillars, like your children, will need, different children will need attention at different times. And as long as you're doing that, that's where the joy lives. It's actually in the quote-unquote work, right? Because I, I joke around. I'll say the easiest way to have kids is to adopt them when they're 18 and then send them right off to college. Yeah. Right? But that's we laugh because – You're giving up on all the joy, even though there's a lot of work in those first 18 years.
2: So I have to say... These are wonderful words. And I actually feel that they're coming from a a sincere place. So I would have normally felt that, but I actually got to experience that with Dr. Matthew Lederman and I won't go into the specifics, but he was sharing a situation with his family that was happening today. And so we had to disconnect and connect later and all that. And I really thought to myself, wow, what a dad wow, what a husband, wow, what a family experience that he is just letting me in on. Like for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, I'm like, whoa, something's happening there. So what he's sharing and what I'm seeing in the book already is an extension of what he believes and what he lives, at least from what little I know. And to me, that means so much more. And so when we come back, we're going to talk more about uh, Wellness to Wonderful, the book, and also uh, how uh, the connectedness really makes a difference. And, And that's connected to family or friends or people, community, whatever that is, even doctors and nurses and all that as well, as all part of it. And he certainly has a lot to say on that uh thank you so much so we'll be talking more with dr matthew Lederman when we come back a little later we're going to have our ask dorothy segment and then joining us for our performance guest segment is uh singer songwriter david davis all on the life changes show online edition right after this want to connect with amazing people who are committed to making a difference
0: From the Heart Tribe is a platform, community, and movement with the purpose of bringing like-minded humans together to help animals and the environment in order to gain a stronger connection and understanding of the world around us. They're dedicated to effectuating positive change by empowering individuals to organize meaningful and engaging experiences that build compassion for animals and the natural environment. Their founders' and members' passion is to inspire others to actively get involved in their homes, their communities, and the world to raise awareness about the issues we face and most of all to be part of the solution. Through their efforts they have also accomplished some amazing and tangible achievements. Their pickup for Paradise Beach Cleanups have collected over 50,000 pieces of foreign debris and also thanks to animal rescue and recovery volunteers over 30 percent of the volunteers have become vegan or reduced their meat intake. Daily habits make a big difference. Please join any of their upcoming events by going to FTHT.org and signing up for their newsletter. You can also follow on Instagram and Facebook at FromTheHeartTribe. Have you felt inspired to meditate, but you just can't? Do you suffer from anxiety, but fidget toys just make you more fidgety? Want to replace negative self-talk in your head that keeps bringing you down? Introducing the latest self-help solution, Phi Beads. Transformational beaded jewelry inspired by ancient wisdom, science, math, and psychology. All five beads are designed to incorporate the powerful Fibonacci sequence, nature's mathematical formula that has shaped our existence from the beginning of time. The Fibonacci sequence, also known as the golden mean or the golden ratio, is recognized by our conscious and unconscious mind and resonates as order out of chaos, like we see in plants, flowers, seashells, ocean waves, the pyramids, and in our own body. Not only beautiful, they feel good to wear, Phi Beads can help anchor tranquility, positivity, focus, and structure in your life by doing the Phi Meditation. Phi Meditation helps you harness the power of I Am, for intention, affirmation, and manifestation. Affirm the life you want. Get your set of Phi Beads at PhiBeads.com. That's Phi, You are listening to a conversation that matters on The Life Changes Show broadcasting live from the heart of Los Angeles every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific time share the journey with us at lifechangeshow.com and follow us on Facebook Instagram and Twitter
2: at Life Changes show we're back and once again we have New York Times best-selling author visionary physician behind the film fork over knives with dr. Alona Pulde. Uh, We have on the show Dr. Matthew Lederman, who's also the chief uh, medical officer and co founder of We Heal. So so much of this wisdom is going into uh, the books and this one in particular, uh, Wellness to Wonderful. The books and uh, all the information uh, that we've talked about and, and workshops that they offer are available at weheal.health. WeHeal.Health, just as it sounds. And so, Dr. Liederman, we were talking, you and I, uh, about different experiences within within the health uh, and healing uh, environment and how at times when people are uh, near the end of their lives or have a, a, a cancer or, or some kind of illness that that may take them to the end of their lives that people talk about they have a a good team and they're fighting the good fight and we're helping and supporting and i've often wondered to myself where was the team in a sense beforehand and if if we had those teams would would the results be different
3: yeah i believe so i think that we try to do too much on our own and um, I think from the beginning of life through the end of life, whether that's when you're sick or when you're healthy, having a team of support is the key to success. Um, and in the healthcare system, I know at the end of life, when you're needing palliative care, they have interdisciplinary teams of chaplain and social worker and doctors, nurse and educators, whole whole you know group of of people, there's medical students and residents in some places as well. So they have it down at the end of life. But I think we should have that team throughout the healthcare experience, whether that's, they said, beginning, middle, or end of life. So I, I 100% agree with you. Uh, we need more support and more community.
2: And so it, it would also be the the right kind of support, per se, in the sense that just, just having maybe family members or, or friends that don't necessarily—they they could be the cause of a lot of the stress in our lives. So it's got to be the right, right people. Well, here's something that we teach.
3: So a big part of what we do is something called nonviolent communication, also known as compassionate communication. I think that's a big piece around not you know how to connect. So we talk a lot about the big picture, and for the first part of the, our time together today, we talked more abstractly, right? But then the question is, okay, well, what do I do? How do I do it? And nonviolent communication talks about the type of connection, and and what we mean when we say connect, and that's something that's a learned skill, right? So a lot of, like you said, a lot of people can, you know, be the cause of your stress, but really the cause of your stress, it, there's people that support for your health and thriving, and there's people that are much harder to stay connected to, and that's how I like to define people that you might say they cause your stress, I would say they take more work to stay in connection with them. But ultimately, if I am skilled at nonviolent communication and I am resourced, right, the more resourced I am, the more access I have to my skills, the more likely I'm able to stay in connection with anybody no matter what they say. So you could, I could give an example now, you could say anything to me and I can stay in connection with you because I'm highly resourced I have my skills, I'm ready to go. And if you want to try it, you can test me out. When I do talks, I'll ask people to insult me or tell me something <laughs> that's, uh, you know, it's it's but it's great practice to show people what we mean, right? What what are we actually talking about?
2: So feel free to insult me no, if you want to test. Not it. at all, on the contrary. <laughs> on the contrary. Well, interestingly enough actually, I was going to say that uh so I'm sure a lot of this because you include play in in a pillar here and and a couple of things where like activity sleep even um, and then family and friends and and work I hate my work I don't want to talk about it kind of thing right so mm-hmm. um, uh, so yes you get pushback as as you attested to when it even came to uh, talking about uh, other things so I would think that you actually, would give the most pushback of all, being a doctor, doctor, and all the training that you've gone through. So, what happens to you, or and and for that matter, Doctor pullday What happened that you both are like? Oh, wait a minute. Yeah,
3: that's a yeah. It's interesting. When I first, I, I got into medicine to help people, and to to I I think we talked about this before. I want to give people, increase the, the quantity and quality of, of their right. life. I don't want to exchange one for the other, both of those, right? Not one at the expense of the other. And I think that if I see something and it's not going to make them live significantly better and or significantly longer, then I'm not sure why we're doing it, mm. So the right? So I'm always saying, what is the risk and benefit? What is the actual uh, impact of this intervention? And do I care about that? If something's going to make me live you know, longer, even if it's statistically significant, but if it's 20 minutes longer, I might not care about that, mm. right? But if it's three years longer, I'll say great. But if my quality of life drops in half, do I still want to live three years longer? I don't know. That's a personal decision. That's the type of stuff we want to go through with people. And when I was in medicine early on, I started seeing and, and learning from one of my mentors, about how all these medical interventions actually didn't really sort of fit there. It didn't make sense. I was like, why are we doing that? The study is showing that the absolute benefit is really minimal, if anything, at all. So I said, This is this is not okay. And then I would start talking about it with some of my, my colleagues. And to my surprise, I thought they would be excited too, to say, oh wow, we can stop doing this, or we should we should think twice. And instead, they got offended, or they withdrew, or some of them stopped being my friends. Right. So it, it, became, uh, it became surprising when I said, wow, there's all these people out there that want to help. And then if you threaten sort of what they know, some of them are not willing to look up and say, hey. Now, I think a lot of doctors want to do something like this, and I think it's growing, right, where they really want to help people and not rely on just pills and procedures if their interventions are not uh really efficacious but they don't know how right they don't know how to make a living doing that because that's yeah. not the right that's not the that's not the way medicine that's works I think we got to find that balance yeah. exactly
2: so in in your own words actually that i read at the beginning of the of of the show uh, from your book wellness to wonderful you 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 just show how we can't rely on the patients either especially in those moments where they can't make a decision if somebody if a doctor or somebody of authority is suggesting one thing or another you said yourself as i read unfortunately people including myself are willing to do nearly anything uh it, it when when desperate
3: right and that's the challenge so if you get a new cancer diagnosis or someone says you, know, you got this blockage in your heart like you immediately need bypass surgery or you need to get chemotherapy you know immediately scary. Um, it's very scary well, so imagine trying do do, to say no to that yeah and then who, who do you ask for help hey well is this really going to help me and then you know i always knew i was on to something if I would ask an oncologist, hey, can you give me, you know, you feel so strongly about, this. this is what I tell patients to say to their specialists. If you feel so strongly about this, I imagine then there's tons of data supporting how much longer I'm gonna live and how much better I'm gonna live. Over, you know, and I say, can you give me your top study? I don't need all of them. Just give me the best one. And then I'm gonna use that one and learn learn all about that. And they get pissed off when you say that. They don't wanna <laughs> do that. That to me is a sign
2: what a conundrum and and you would you would have to be strong both of you uh and and uh, of course insults don't bother you because if if somebody's going to get a second opinion or a third opinion or a fifth opinion four out of the five doctors if you're one of them are going to say go do this and you're the only one at this point saying let's not All right. and it's uh it's challenging because
3: on top of everything, right, doctors don't have time. They're being pushed, and it's not necessarily an excuse, but they're being pushed to see tons and tons of patients, and then they're depending on these, you know, journals and, and organizations to give them the sort of the the summary of, of evidence-based, but a lot of them, there's conflicts of interest with, and this is well, well, you know, documented in the data, and they're, they have conflicts of interest because of money. And then it makes it hard for the doctors to know who to depend on. They could just like you need community, doctors need community, and uh, someone they can trust as well. And unfortunately, that's harder to find than patients realize.
2: Wow. Well, I, I, you'll you'll be the one uh, that they'll look to. I I trust and and hope. And I, I, like there was a, a movie of fork over knives. I look forward to a movie of of. Uh, wellness to wonderful. Uh, so, it, uh, in the meantime, you have the book, and it's available where books are sold, and of course at We Heal Health. You do uh, practice. Uh, through We dot Health, and also you offer workshops. I know the first one's coming up now, and I know a lot of our audience listens in archives, so I'm trusting there'll be more. But could uh, in the couple of minutes we have left, could you outline what a workshop of wellness to wonderful w- would be like? What would we learn? It sounds wonderful, <laughs>
3: <laughs> right? So, so the the key with um, the workshops is helping you actually implement this. So it's like, we talk about it, everybody says, well, how do you actually do it? What do you actually mean, right? So we talk about how does uh, disconnection promote inflammation and why managing the disconnection is a powerful factor in chronic disease management. We teach people how to regulate their nervous system and get out of survival mode. We show them tools and tips for how to actually do that. We show them how to discern their feelings and needs to provide that internal compass of what they're needing that also helps them get out of threat mode. It also just makes life more wonderful and experiencing more peace and joy. But we we teach them how to actually discern their feelings and needs. And then we teach them nonviolent communication as the framework around which this quality of connection can be cultivated. Those are just examples in this upcoming masterclass, but it's all about actually doing it versus just learning the theory.
2: Because we don't, we, we we actually do a lot of these things though we don't necessarily like we all eat something but mm-hmm. but what what to eat and getting it started and we all work uh most of us so how how to work or how to think of our work or how to find our work that we we want we want to be working at right? Right to
3: connect to our choice like so many people feel that they're victims of their lives can we connect to some choice that we have? And empowerment because of that choice that's a frame shift you know but we can teach people how to do that
2: so obviously this is real important and potentially more important than i even know what 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 would you say is one of the greatest takeaways from this moment and then obviously we're all gonna dig deeper i'm sure
3: right. i think the greatest takeaway is to be clear about what you want instead of what you don't want so when we start to see people we start by asking what does right look like whereas a lot of doctors start with what's wrong Ooh, ooh, say that again so we start when we see visions we start by asking what does right look like wow and most doctors start with
2: what is wrong wow okay more please so so for for
3: for me that's the most important thing is this Be clear about what you want. Imagine life was wonderful and you were going around. We take people through this exercise. You're going around. People are saying, hey, how's it going? You know, life is pretty great. I have my ups and downs. Overall, life is really good. And I say, just imagine doing that. You're walking down the street. You're high-fiving people. People laugh. They're like, this is ridiculous. That's not real. That's not Mm, real life. mm. But if that's what you believe, then it's true. That's never going to be real life. But in a world of infinite possibilities, why can't life be wonderful? If you set your intention and then it's how do you do it and how do you get back back up when you fall down, because we all fall down, but know what you want. So even just today, if you said, hey, what do I need to do between now and when I go to sleep? One thing that when I go to bed, if this happens or I do this, I'm going to say that day was pretty great or that was pretty that was pretty wonderful. That one thing. Right. You know, if you get clear about that, I might go down and hug my daughter differently. I might mm. go down and read something that I wasn't going to read before because I was just an autopilot. But if I force myself to say, hey, what, you know, we ta- start talks, we'll ask people on a talk. I'll say, so I want you all to be clear. Or when I do patient visits, sometimes I'll say, can you tell me what would have you dancing out the door at the end of this one hour so that you go around <laughs> telling everybody that was the, the best appointment I ever had? And just that clarity. Do you see what I'm saying? That wow, clarity yeah. shifts the whole hour together
2: yeah i said to you today boy you have great phone side manner uh, <laughs> riffing on the bedside manner so uh just our conversation on the phone uh i was feeling better already uh we heal dot health is where you can learn more about both our doctors but dr matthew liederman uh that is uh the organization that they co-founded together and you could find about the workshop there as well as the book wellness too wonderful and as far as social media is concerned it's wellness to wonderful find them that way with the number two uh, it, it, for wellness too wonderful find all their links on both the pages that we've created on our website for dr alona pool and dr matthew lederman and i have to say it's been an absolute pleasure and i feel like an introduction to a conversation that needs to go on thank you so much dr lederman
3: hey thank you for having me it was great to meet you Uh,
2: likewise pleasure indeed and with that we have our ask dorothy segment dear dorothy
0: this is carolyn in west hollywood and i remember years ago that you introduced me to the song let there be peace on earth and i really love it the song goes on to say and let peace begin with me So my questions are, what does Let's Be Peace mean to you, and how would you advise people on how to be peace?
4: Dear Carolyn, this is a great question, and I'm happy you are looking for the answers to becoming peace. I believe that peace is freedom from anger with friends, family, strangers, partners, and most importantly, ourselves. Peace is compassion and empathy for others. Peace is being able to grow, thrive, and be who you are. Peace is choosing relating over reacting. Peace is choosing observation over judgment. Peace is loving and forgiving ourselves for our less than elegant choices. To be peace, one needs to recalibrate the way we think about and relate to other people, We need to remember that we do not know our truths, much less the truths of others. Peace begins with our thoughts, words, and actions. To be peace, we must remember to take responsibility for everything in our lives, as we are the ones who write our stories. To be peace, we must step out of victimhood and into self-mastery. I believe our greatest challenge is to remember that loving oneself is the number one thing we need to do in order to become peace. Humans easily send love to others, even those who are most challenging. And yet, most do not understand how important it is to love and forgive ourselves for our less elegant choices. Once we choose self-forgiveness, we are on the way to becoming peace. Carolyn I trust that the answers that this answers your most important question and I thank you for asking it.
0: Thank you Dorothy and if you have a question for Dorothy please write her at, askdorothy at
2: lifechangeshow.com. and we'll be right back with our performance guest singer songwriter David Davis here on the Life Changes Show online edition right after this. The Little Dog That Could
0: is the fantastically true story of a man and a little dog that came into his life as his mentor to help him understand the world beyond his human senses and to experience life, love, and healing beyond his human understanding. Best-selling author, Filippo Voltaggio, who currently hosts the highly regarded Life Changes show, is an internationally known singer, speaker, and life coach. Filippo offers up his own story, how one little surprise package in fur and four legs transformed his life unexpectedly forever and furthered his path of self-discovery. In The Little Dog That Could, Filippo brings to life the meaning of the adage, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Through the reading of this book, you will experience the journey of real miracles that transcend time, space, and logic while gaining practical tools that will help you navigate your way. The Little Dog That Could is available through Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For more information, visit thelittledogthatcould.com. That's thelittledogthatcould.com.
5: There are self-help seminars costing thousands of dollars guaranteeing miraculous transformations. There are compelling speakers and life-changing weekend experiences where you can walk on fire. They all deliver revelations that guarantee you'll come back for the more expensive revelations filled with even greater wonder next month on Fiji. We get addicted to positive, heartfelt, expensive theater. What we really need is a jumpstart, an awakening, someone who can give us a reminder that everything we need lies within. Through inspiration and practical knowledge, Dorothy Donahue helps people get grounded and motivated, inspired and energized. It's not just words and affirmations and the power of intention. It's a mindset brought about by a tangible, transcendental experience, an audio-visual, physical, spiritual experience that helps us realize we transform ourselves. We get tools to become the conscious co-creators of lives of unlimited potential. Find out more. Go to dorothydonahue.com.
0: You are listening to A Conversation That Matters on The Life Changes Show, broadcasting live from the heart of Los Angeles every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Share the journey with us at lifechangeshow.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Life
2: Changes Show. We are back, and our performance guest is a globally sought-after entertainer, a soul singer, and songwriter, and so much more we're gonna be talking about in just a moment, David Davis. Welcome, David, to the Life Changes Show. Hey, how you doing? I am excited to be talking to you. And, and before we go on, we have to give a shout out to Alana for introducing you to the Life Changes Show.
6: Absolutely, what a wonderful human and such a hard worker and promoter. She's just everything
2: uh well we we are very fond of her too and she's very fond of you uh so welcome alana i the the last name is just left my Alana alana lorraine Yes. yes, (laughs) there it is. So, uh, and while we're dropping names, uh, uh, Quincy Jones said about you, I can't wait for you all to witness what makes David Davis a little more better. Everybody's been using that throughout. You probably heard it throughout the show, but because we love it, you don't want to miss this cat because he's got the moves and the grooves (laughs) nice. Mr. Yes. Davis,
6: yeah, I mean, getting getting that quote um, for my shows was truly like a gobsmacking moment. I pinched myself. All of that, like
2: this is reality. <laughs> Crazy, an icon. Well, you've had a billion and one reasons to be pinching yourselves, but we'll talk about that in just a moment. But but the Quincy Jones thing is actually also particular because, uh, hello, you were in residency at his club. Yeah, um,
6: he had a club in Dubai that um, required performances five nights a week for about two or three hours a night, and it was one of my first really big um, kind of experiences in performing, so I went out to Dubai, I was there for four months, I performed five nights a week, and just like really got to hone in on my craft and my performance style, and get to a point where I felt so comfortable on stage after that much work, you know?
2: Wow. And, and you're living like a very fascinating, like it feels like best life kind of thing, although you' the songs that you sing about seem like there's some stuff happening that is not <laughs> as fun. Um, but they make for great songs, I have to say. Uh, so, but you you experience like where, wherever you are, because you're traveling you're touring and i know we've been wanting you on the show for a while uh but you've been touring and so thankfully you're back and here we are and uh but you experience life and the world in ways that most people don't even when they're touring they're in there myself included in my hotel room <laughs> it <was> time <laughs> to sing tell us about your experience yeah
6: i mean i i love performing so much um but i think so much of good performances is having a vibrant life and form those performances. And so I really try when I'm traveling to get to experience the city and the culture that I'm in since so much of what I do is international. So anywhere I go, I try to do a cooking class and learn 20 words of the language if it's just wow. like broken up words, you know. But I, I've been to a bunch of places and I think I'm going to put together like a cookbook of all the
2: things I've learned how to cook because I this wow. might as well. You know, might as well because I, I, you probably have time between four o'clock and six o'clock in the morning when you're not doing <laughs> something, um, because you are so busy and and wonderfully so in so many ways. I don't want to put you on the spot, uh, but do you want to share some words that are like some of your most fun of those languages, various languages? Oh wow! Um, so I think one of my favorites
6: is, um. When I visited Istanbul, I had such a good time learning some like new Turkish words. Um, merhaba is hello. Nelsisten is how are you? Um, I am fine. Yem like I just I try to do the whole hi, how are you? Do you speak English or do you speak this language? I'm very bad at learning. That's like the format of all of my words. It's, <laughs> it's just that, so I can have some familiarity, you know.
2: listen to you you've retained more than than a lot of people retain from their high school spanish or french class or something so good on you gracias (laughs) de nada um so so actually we're gonna we're gonna play memory memory lane first i hope that's okay because we're saving the other uh, to talk more about. But before we, we do that, we're not gonna ask you like what that was about, but I do wanna ask you, cause it's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, I do wanna ask you like your influences. Yeah, I absolutely
6: love Stevie Wonder. He was my kind of first favorite artist and um, I'm so influenced by his style for my up-tempo music. And for my more like slow ballads, I'm a huge fan of some of those iconic voices like Luther Vandross, um, Donny Hathaway, and even modern icons like an Adele or Bruno Mars. So I, I really try and keep up with some of my heroes on that regard vocally.
2: Nice. Well, we'll hear it. As a matter of fact, we're all going to get to enjoy uh, Memory Lane which is David Davis's pre-recorded song that is out, and here it is on is uh, pre-recorded on The Life Changes Show, online edition.
1: The house on the corner Remember the one that had good bones One day when we're older We'd fix it up and call it home Yeah, it's been sold Since the day that you left me I walk by with a dog in your coffee They say, don't look back What's so wrong about that? The little things I loved Is all that's left of us What you left behind you knew That one day I'd wear it It's the closest I get to holding you I'm losing track of the sound of your laughing at movies Keep replaying the songs of our story They say don't look back What's so wrong about that? The is
2: you're listening to that saying who is that well that's just david davis as a matter of fact you could go to just and learn about learn more about him and check out his music also he's available on social media and uh, well we have all the links for him uh, on our web page for david davis but on social media look up just david davis just as it sounds uh, so just David Davis, uh, you have been doing a lot of things. As a matter of fact, your songs have been doing a lot of things. Other people have been singing your songs and doing a lot of things with them, including like Ben Platt, a uh, Broadway star and pop artist, who took it to number one on the new pop song chart and uh, number two on the pop charts and number five on the all song charts. And that And that's him. And then your own stuff, well, we got billions of things to talk about that. Let's talk about that
6: sure let's talk about it
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay actually I keep teasing it but before we get there did you grow up saying I want to do this yeah
6: um I started singing in church and you know I really remember um, some of the moments where people were kind of having a hard time and getting up and singing and seeing, a sense of relief and comfort on their faces with music being Mm. given to them. And so that made me addicted pretty early on to like wanting to help if I can by providing music for people. And I'm just really grateful that's turned into a full-time career at this point. So,
2: yeah, yeah. Good on you. So you have been on so many other people's stuff and your own stuff has been used uh, over and over again on different things uh, MTV, VH1, NBC, yada, yada. Um, and then there's TikTok. You know, it's interesting. I, I shared your song with a couple of people and like, I know that song. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> everybody knows that song. Why, w- why? Um, so
6: during COVID, obviously TikTok had a huge, uh, kind of growth spurt and people were making so many videos and I had a song that had been out for a little bit And people were sending me clips of TikToks with a song in it. And I kept being like, what is this? I didn't know much about TikTok. I didn't have a TikTok profile. And almost every day I get four or five messages, David, like your song's in this, your song's in that. So eventually I looked it up and saw that it had gone viral on TikTok. And um, as of this year, I'm at over a billion social media uses combined with TikTok and Instagram. (laughs) So that's... That's pretty wild and the song keeps growing on Spotify and Apple um and all those other streaming services even though it's been out for a while it's just had this crazy growth spurt from TikTok which is uh, I'm really really grateful for.
2: Well, what could be more better than that? <laughs>
6: there you go. See it's already in your mind like
2: that. I know. I know. I've been I saying it all it. day. <laughs> um and and let it ride, let it ride. So so good on you. And so before we get to hear the song, what's what's next for you? Like, what do you want to see more of?
6: Well, I just finished a three month tour across the United States and Europe. I was in about 19 different cities and I'm riding off of that right now. I mean, it was an incredible experience. It was uh, a kind of summer of performing my new album, which I dropped in March, um, which is called Memory Land, the album. And I'm right now just enjoying the LA summer. I've been to the beach a lot, been hanging out. And come September, I start rehearsing for my fall shows. Um, so it's just really about getting this new music out there and performing it and doing events and and seeing how people receive it.
2: Nice. Well, I look forward to getting to experience you live. You also dance in your shows. I saw pictures first and I'm like, Look at that picture. He's a dancer. Look at that move. And then, and then later on, I'm like, oh yeah, he's a dancer. <laughs> I don't have much technical training, but I will oh, tell really? you
6: that I just love going out to clubs and dancing and creating step up scenarios and being silly. So it transfers onto stage.
2: Well, David Davis, he's got the moves and he's got the grooves. There you and go. Here is his pre-recorded song on the Life Changes Show, Little Mo. Better, David Davis.
1: I don't have the numbers, you don't have the names. We're just putting notches in our bedpost all the same. They don't got the magic, they ain't the ones still blame. You don't let them hold you, cause my imprints on your way.
2: David, I have to tell you something you don't know, that uh, it's a rare occasion, but our executive producer, Dorothy Lee Donahue, was dancing to yes. your song. I, we have to take a picture, a video of that, and put it up on TikTok with your music. Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> Rarely happens. I'd love to see that happen a lot more. Thank, <laughs> thank you. And Mark says it'll break the internet. Uh, so i think he already did actually so where to find him well just david davis.com and on uh, social media just david davis and we have links and a video to another great song of his um no i'm sorry we have the, the to memory lane actually that's the one we chose to post on our uh on our page for david davis david what a pleasure you go you go
6: i will and thank you for your support <laughs> and for asked me on today it's an honor to share some of my story and and be a part of what you guys are creating i love it
2: thank you so much thank you for being on with us and all the best to you and we look forward to hearing more from you and and what you're bringing forward into the world a pleasure y'all have a great one okay all right you too well with that big thank you to our performance guest david davis and another big thank you to uh our interview guest dr matthew liederman and of course she couldn't be here with us, but she was here in spirit and she was doing a very good thing. Uh, And so a big thank you to also Dr. Alona uh, Poolday for what she has also contributed to the book and the movie and all that stuff. So, uh, and, and, and we heal. And so with that, that is our show. On behalf of our executive producer, Dorothy Lee Donahue, and our executive producer and co-host, Mark Lejour, I am your host, Filippo Voltaggio, reminding you that as your life changes, like ours surely did tonight, we're here for you. Ciao, everyone.
0: You have been listening to The Life Changes Show on the BBS Radio Network. Listen live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, and visit us online at lifechangesnetwork.com, on Facebook at The Life Changes Show, and on Twitter at Life Changes Show. Join us again next week as we consciously explore and embrace the only constant, Life Changes. The Life Changes Network is an entertainment network. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guests and participants and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Life Changes.